Hi, welcome to Suplex the Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Seth. Hello, we are here live at the Four Seasons Total Landscaping. <laughs> and Forest. Let's go! <laughs> Alright, we're all excited to be outside of a radioactive and possibly dangerous location. Oh, oh um, the networks! <laughs> the network. <laughs> uh, you know... Um, Life is stressful sometimes, so thank you for bearing with us. Um, but uh, we have like a 5% more reason to smile uh, lately, so we'll take it and run with it as we can. Um, I, I put it at 4, personally. Yeah. 4%. Yeah. Uh, you know, small reasons to celebrate. Um, but yeah, uh, the world is stressful, and we hope that we provide a little bit of entertainment and relief from that stress. And if you want more relief, you can join our Discord. And we talk in there all the time about all kinds of stuff. Um, so do that. The links are in the show notes and on our social medias. So, all right. Let's talk about video games. Um, I played a solid chunk of video games this last week. I played almost none the week before. Because I was full of crippling anxiety and stress. Same. So, it's amazing uh, how when you're stressed, playing video games just makes you more stressed. Yes. Yeah. It like it's, <laughs> it's not self care anymore, like it was for me back in like middle school or high school or something. <laughs> yeah, I, it's like it almost is like I I don't have the energy to do this. I have to output more energy than i'm going to get positive Mm -hmm. feelings yeah um and the only the only game that does sort of break that is like a like routine sort of games so like um if i'm trying to do like uh quests or like checklists in um like a battle royale game fortnite apex or in destiny um or if I'm just playing, like, I'm playing casual Rocket League, I can just turn my brain off and play Rocket League. Yeah. But, like, playing something with a narrative or something is, like, out of the question. <laughs> um, anything that I have to put emotional investment in, um, it's it's exhausting. Um, but the this is the beginning of our, uh, of at least the rolling out of our next-gen coverage I mean, everyone's next-gen coverage. You're seeing it everywhere. Um, and I, I want to, like, fully be honest about this. It almost doesn't feel like a next-gen uh, release. And I want to quantify that statement with... Uh, um, I have a Series X, and it works exactly like my Xbox did. It's just bigger, and it makes games look prettier. Um, it's... It's really impressive that it makes the games look prettier, but also, um, like, I could still play all the games with you guys that we're playing. Yeah. Um, like, I could still jump into Destiny with y'all or Fortnite or Apex, whatever we're playing. Um, but it is, it's neat. Like, I've got a new box to put a disc into. <laughs> um, a big box. Oh, it's very big. Um, very quiet. And... Uh, probably my favorite little thing about it is that the top of it has green inlays underneath the vent. So like 
when you're looking at it from different angles. It depends on how much of the green inlay you see of the the, the entire top of the thing as a vent. It so. looks real cool. So that's a very cool uh, thing. But it's it's a new Xbox. And then tomorrow morning, uh, in the midst of a tropical storm, uh, there will be a new PS5 in my home. So, um, and that will play all the old games too. Um, so it's it's interesting. I I've played Assassin's Creed Valhalla so far, and Tetris Effect connected a little bit. Not the new multiplayer mode that they touted. Uh, Rocket League, which is not optimized, so it was it like ran fine. It ran fine before. Rocket League is an old game, so yeah. it's going to run great no matter what. Um, but do you guys have any questions about the Xbox that maybe you haven't had answered already by a million articles that are out there? Um, because it's, it's, it's hard to talk about this thing because it's just a, it's an Xbox. It's a console. Um, yeah. yeah. It's not a it's game a itself. It's I do have one question. Go for it. Uh, does it vape? <laughs> uh, no, but there are people out there vaping into it to, for some reason, make it look like it's smoking so that they can, like, own... It's like the Xbox version of owning sick, sick the burn. libs, I guess. Like, <laughs> like they're they're trying they're vaping into their console, so it looks like it's on fire. So they they paid five hundred dollars for a console to make it look like it's smoking. Um, yeah, it's very weird. Uh, people on Twitter are strange and sometimes vile creatures, and I don't understand <laughs> them. Um, sometimes, yeah. So, uh, let's. I want to talk about one of the games, the the game that's really kind of shouted next gen to me the most, um, and that's Assassin's Creed Valhalla right now. Uh, mainly because that game is just so dang pretty. Uh, like it came out yesterday, so I've played an hour and a half, two hours of it, um, and I'll quantify the reason I've only played two hours of it is because yesterday Xbox was having such a hard time with everyone trying to download these 4k patches and reinstall games that the download speeds were like 20 megs a second my internet gets a hundred plus down per second and the most so, xbox live could give me with a hardwired connection so to give you 20. an idea of what i deal with in my house is that that 20 megs per second is like my usual Download oh, speed. God, put yes. a bullet in my head. That's put a bullet terrible. in my head. Um, <laughs> and so I basically, I finished installing Destiny and Assassin's Creed by like one in the morning last night. And I was like, I'm not playing anything tonight. Nope. I'm too tired. <laughs> um, so I played the first two hours of Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is enough to give me um, the vibe of what the story might be and where it might be going a little bit and uh to get some combat in and uh it's it plays like it plays like odyssey with the shoulder buttons and everything mm. um yeah how much you love that yeah well here's the thing they added a lock on which i don't know if was an odyssey because i didn't get far enough in 
um, but they added a lock on so you could lock on to certain characters and switch it pretty easily it, it reminded me a lot of like a devil may cry style lock on like you could flick the trigger or the the joystick and it yeah. would go to a different person um the parrying is okay um i i really do like that you can choose how to fight so you can wield two single-handed weapons or wield a weapon and a shield you can i think there's an ability you can get later on i was reading a review where you could wield two two-handed weapons like if you get Ooh. a skill tree up high enough like a great weapon proficiency yeah or something. like two great swords or something oh man um, which would just make you a mess of blades in the battlefield yes which is um, great so it's it's neat the one of the issues i have right now in the game and it's i'm not the game starts you in uh norway so right now, when you are in a little bit of a group battle, it's hard to tell your guys from or your your Viking friends because uh, there's shield maidens and men in there. So it's it's you know your people versus the people you're fighting. You're both Vikings, baby. Yeah. So it's just like you're swinging at everything, hoping you're hitting something. Um, but that's but it's a it's a small part of the game. So that's I mean well this area is smaller compared to the rest of the game, supposedly. So the one thing I, I told Seth earlier that uh, I love organic moments in the game that make you smile real big. And so um, you, you get into the ship and I'm, I'm going around on my little long boat and my people are rowing and you can request them to sing a song and it's great. Um, but then there's an island and they're like, oh, it looks like people have, someone shouts out, you know, hey, people have set up a shop on this island. Not shop, but they're setting up a camp. And I was like, okay, we'll just go over there and attack them. This game lets you just go over there and attack them. But also you can push this button. You can push Y to raid. And it says Y oh. for raid. And it, I think there's an exclamation point at the end of raid. That's good. To which your boat starts speeding up dramatically while your people chant. And then you as the captain or the leader grab a horn and blow a battle horn like you're calling for Gondor's aid. And you're, you, you hit the beach hard and everyone leaps out of the boat. It was really cool. That's beautiful. Um, it was a really neat organic moment. I'll probably be tired of it after like the 30th time I've had to do it because Assassin's Creed will make me do it a bunch of times. Yes. Um, but hopefully that 30th time won't come soon. Though. Yeah. 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 I hope it, I hope it's something that, you know, it's, it'll, we'll see the, the power cap for this game. Uh, I saw it's 280. So that's really high. Um, who knows how long it takes you to level up that high. Oh my gosh. So, um, yeah, I'm enjoying it so far. Like I said, I'm two hours in. Um, the only other thing that I think I should comment on is Tetris Effect <laughs> Connected. Um, and I played a couple rounds of Tetris. And it's really weird, Seth. So you, you're my Tetris friend. Um, you can change the camera a lot in this game. And it's bizarre. Like, you can almost view the field from, like, all the way to the left. Like, you can change how close it is zoomed in. 
You can change the angle you're looking at the board. Um, it's very bizarre. Have you seen this before? I mean, I've played through the whole game before. Oh, really? Yeah, on PS4. Oh, I. that's right. It came out on PS4 and not on Xbox, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, how did you like that? I was I was messing around with it, and I um, was, it I was don't know weird. how much I used it. I think that function is really more of a like a, a way to imitate what you the way you can experience in VR. Um, mm, yeah. So, like, the, it was not something that I was actively using when I played it. Okay. Um, I just, I ended up messing with it because I was like, man, the board is like really far away. Like it, it was like maybe it was like dead center of my 55 inch television. I'm like, I wish I could zoom this in more. And I looked in the settings and I couldn't find anything. And then I bumped one of the joysticks and it moved, it moved the camera to the left. And I was like, whoa, what? (laughs) Uh, and then I figured out like, oh, the right stick makes you be able to move it around and then the left stick can zoom you in and out. So that was interesting. Uh, I'm excited to play that multiplayer mode with y'all. Um, so go and anyone else go download Tetris Effect Connected on your Xbox because that's the only the the connected mode is exclusive to Xbox, right? I think that's what. It's yeah, it's supposed to come to the ps4 eventually i think so um if you want to play let me know in the discord and i'll play for sure um other than that yesterday was spent just installing games uh um ooh, i do want to note seth did you ever buy a rechargeable battery pack for your old uh controllers i did for my um What's it called? My Xbox controller. Okay. It has since uh, stopped working, but I did have one for a while. Yeah, as they do. Um, so one of the most annoying things uh, about the old rechargeable battery packs is that they came uh, all as one piece with the back plate. Um, and now they don't do that. They're a little thing that just goes inside where the batteries go, and you can still use the back plate that came with the controller. Mm. Um the ones that I got was just a little battery thing. Really? Yeah. Maybe they fixed this sooner than I thought, and I just gave up on it. Uh, um, but that's still, possible. I, I'm happy about it, and it's USB-C. Um, and it came with a 9-foot USB-C cable, um, unlike my Jeez. $70 DualSense controller. So um, thanks, <laughs> Microsoft. Yeah. Uh, real, real friends of the show, yeah. I would say. Um, man, it's a real bummer to open a controller and not get a cable to recharge it when there's no batteries available to put into it. Um, you know, but it is what it is. Um, I know I've gone on long. The, the only other thing I played was Pokemon. I played the first DLC and I'll talk more about that later, but I enjoyed it. I finally got the legendary Pokemon and now they're asking me to grind it to, get it to a higher level grind it into a fine powder <laughs> no i'm <laughs> supposed to level it up until it likes me um so you know whatever 
I'm playing it. It's fun. Yeah. I like the game. Good. Uh, yeah. Um, Seth, what did you play? I'm sorry for going on so long and ranting and raving. Well, let's see. In the past couple of weeks, I've played a few things. Um, after, I don't have to remember. Um, this is always the, the issue with taking a week off. It's like I never remember uh, <laughs> what it was that I played. Um, I did play the last week I played through uh, the Dark Pictures series Man of Medan. Um, oh. The first of uh, whatever the I forget what the developer's name, but they made Until Dawn, and um, so they're they're this anthology horror s- series that they're doing. So I played the first one. Um, it was interesting. I there are parts of it that I liked, um, and parts of it that I did not like. It's the graphical fidelity is like an immediate, like you can immediately tell it's a step down from what was on Until Dawn, um, which was like, I don't remember Until Dawn being like super accurate models of the actors that they were using, um, but I, I recall them having like realistic facial expressions that match the things that they were saying rather than just like a frozen model that was just mouthing these words um, <laughs> no, and so gosh. it was real it's it's very weird in certain scenes the where the there is a lot of emotion in the dialogue but the faces of the character models are not they're just kind of like stone face and it's and it's so mm. weird um it's it's a very campy over the top story uh as one would expect um it's a lot shorter than i don't know about a lot shorter it's definitely shorter than until dawn um and but it's not also it's also not designed to be that kind of large of an experience um it was a frustrating game though because there there are scenes in it the whole thing is that you can kind of you have a main cast of characters that you trade off um, choosing who you're controlling and choosing the decisions they make and based on what you do um, you can affect the outcome like who survives who dies um, and so there's lots lots of different endings lots of different paths you can you can experience um, in until dawn I I remember I think I saved like I I, there was one person that I had die throughout like the main story and then another person who died like in the very final encounter Mm. Um, and so I got out pretty scot free and like I was never like I was never super frustrated in like the outcomes of what happened like the I could tell how the choices that I made in the story in 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 the case of the first person who died how it they led to that and also i knew directly that me failing a a gameplay challenge caused the second person to die mm-hmm. i was annoyed at that um but it was like well i know exactly why this happened um 
It is not exactly so in in Man of Medan. Um, I actually, as an aside, I don't actually know how to pronounce the the I was, title. I was about because to say, are you Medan. saying Medan or Medan or? Because they never actually say it in the game. Oh, perfect. Is there even a man of Medan in the game? I don't believe so. I, re- I recall seeing the word one time in something in the game. <laughs> um, but I don't... Was it the title screen? No, there, it was like <laughs> in the actual game, I remember seeing the word somewhere. It was written down on something, but it wasn't actually spoken. Um, so yeah, I don't know what that word is there's certainly not a man um i there mean there were no lots of men in this there game. were lots of men in the game but there wasn't okay. a titular man mm-hmm. um so yeah it was that's, that's kind of weird um so there's just a disclaimer i don't know if i'm saying that correctly because it's not in the game um but so like the the premise of the game is and i'm going to spoil s- some stuff here you you have this this group of people four people who go out um, on a vacation, presumably they they charter this boat to go out into open water so they can dive where like in this plane wreck. Mm. Um, like there's that'll, this character. That'll end well. Uh yeah, so they two of the characters go down. Um, it's it's actually five people. So you got the main guy. Um, who's just kind of the the titular the 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 stereotypical uh, kind of brave macho-ish guy in, in a horror film? You got his girlfriend, um, whose characteristics are that she is a girlfriend. Um, and first, I don't want to say this like this is derogatorily. The whole the whole thing about Until Dawn was that it was a send up of these horror tropes. Yeah, yeah, and, it's, it's designed so, to be tropey. Right. And so if the characters are one note, it's kind of intentional. Um, so you got those two. There's the girlfriend's uh, party boy brother, um, who is played by uh, Sean, whatever his name is, Iceman, or his brother, I forget. <laughs> Sean uh, Ashmore. Ashmore. Yeah, Sean Aston is... Is, is Rudy. Is, yeah. <laughs> uh, Samwise Gamgee. It'd, it'd be a very different game if he played that character. <laughs> it's a weird party boy boyfriend. Yeah. Samwise um, Gamgee running around. I can you've got it. the the younger brother of the main guy who is kind of like the nerdy dude, uh, but he's very smart. Um, and then there's the, the ship's captain who is no-nonsense woman um, who maybe has a sh- shady backstory. So... Those are the characters you control. Um, they charter this boat. They go down, dive in this wreck. While in the wreck, the two, the main couple, they find um, a communication about what this ship was doing, and they were there was some, something about this Manchurian gold. And the the coordinates, uh, they the, they bring up this piece of paper with just these coordinates on there. Um, and while they those two were down there. Up on the boat, uh, a fishing boat comes by, and for some reason, just like straight up plows into um, this line that the, the the boat that our characters are on, and then oh the people no. on the fishing boat they get really mad and they're like, "Hey, look, all this damage! You got to pay for it." And so the party boy, 
he comes up and he just starts throwing money at them because he's rich and he's a jerk and, and like literally just throwing money into the water it's kind of funny but you also know it's not going to end well so they drive off uh, later that night they come back and sort of take the whole boat hostage they find these coordinates and it and they pilot the boat to this old freighter like this military freighter or something it's um, just one boat after the other well there's two boats i guess there's three boats um one of them <laughs> one of them is more of a ship uh, there we go and so this is this freighter where the manchurian gold is and they go inside and then everything starts to go awry um because as we learned the manchurian gold was a was an experimental hallucinogenic drug that they <laughs> that that caused all of the people like it it got out and it caused all the people on the ship to go insane and kill themselves or each other uh and it is still like the vapors of it are still in the ship so as the people get on they start seeing all this crazy stuff uh, which leads to all manners of death. Um, but, and I guess maybe you could explain this on these people going insane. Like, sometimes the decisions that they make do not really lead to the outcomes that um, would necessarily, like, the 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 decision and the, the subsequent death, it, it, the two things don't really line up. Um and so it's just kind of frustrating because you get into these instances where it's like, oh, I didn't, there was not really indication that me doing that was going to cause me to die, but now that character's yeah. gone. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there was once one character in particular, and it, it made me so mad. Like, he was off on his own. It was the nerdy guy. And... He started to see like these corpses coming back to life. So he um, he was he had to jump down to this lower level, but there was no ladder or anything. So he had to jump on this one sort of hanging debris and then jump off of it onto the ground. Um, certainly, lots of potentials for death there. But the character, like he did it. He got off of this walkway and got onto the ground and was fine. And so it you know it cuts away from him. Um, and I go to the next character. Eventually, like, an hour or so later, I cut back to him. He's just on the ground with, like, blood coming out of his head. <laughs> and I literally have no... I still have no idea what actually happened for this character to die. Uh, um, he, he, he got the dude. <laughs> Pretty which much, is what, which is what happened to my to do. I don't remember Fire Emblem telling me he died, but yeah, and it was just like, okay, something I did killed one of these characters. I kind of wish I knew what it was, uh, but I guess I'll just keep playing. Um, so yeah, it was kind of annoying. Just like the the way that stuff ties together does not make a whole like in certain instances it doesn't. Like, there's no sort of connection between some scenes and the next scenes. Um, and it's, it, it's it's weird. You can see, like, the, the seams with an M uh, in the game bec because of the sort of choose-your-own-adventure nature of it. 
like there there are a bunch of potential scenes for stuff that could happen and you but and, and they just sort of get spliced in in certain situations and you can tell when the game is just kind of throwing another scene another like piece of dialogue in somewhere and it's it's really weird because it's just sort of it it feels very like it doesn't it doesn't like flow organically it's just like you can very much tell when okay here's this dialogue and it's cutting to okay here's this dialogue because of these choices that you made and then another uh here's this dialogue uh and it's just it's it's weird um it was so it was just it's it's a very interesting experience um i've seen the 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 newest one which is called little hope uh released uh pretty recently um i've seen some reviews that say it's a lot better and i've seen some reviews that say it's not good uh so i don't really know what to think about i only play this game because it was on game pass so if you have it it's it's worth a play it's like (laughs) a one maybe two sitting game i actually i really wanted to play it uh i was going to like try and contact you to play it with me because there is like um like until dawn sort of became a cult hit of group play just because uh, yeah. It's basically a movie, and you can have people inhabit the different characters. Um, the Dark Pictures games have a built-in multiplayer function um, where you can like link up with someone and have them play specific characters. Um, so I c- like I'm interested in doing that, but I don't think that I'm going to play this game again, <laughs> which is just because it's sort of like frustrating like i would like to see what a a good like a a perfect playthrough character wise of this would be but i also don't want to put the effort in doing it but um that said if you if it's it's like a one or two sitting game basically um like you don't it's it's this is not a whole lot of effort that you have to put in to get through this thing and and if you have some someone other people to play with it'll probably be a lot more fun um so yeah that was um, Man of Medan. Apparently, dark... go, go ahead. ahead. Um, I was going to say Game One in the Dark Pictures anthology. The the second one, Little Hope, came out on Halloween this year. Yeah. Um. So when that hits Game Pass, uh, don't play that one without me. I think it'd be fun to do the co op. Um, also, the. So this was so weird. So the game. The download the game is like not that big. Okay. And but I so I downloaded it and then I went to go play the game and I said this game needs an update. Um and I was like, "Okay, that's weird." And it was like a 24 gigabyte update. I was like, <sighs> "What? This is like three times the size <laughs> of the game itself here the game needs an update it's the game <laughs> <laughs> but what it is it's the entire second game so it they just put it in there because they made it so you can purchase the subsequent chapters oh. from the first game and so i guess to do that Let's they see. just installed the entire second game into the first one <laughs> that's and so that's what the update was. It was That's... a whole other game that I just didn't have access to, but I had to wait for it to download for so, for some reason. 
man. I think that's one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. <sighs> yeah. I, I mean, silly. it would be it would be convenient if you like what like one one all of them. This, uh, yeah, but like but in for, your case, for me, in my case, <laughs> it was like this is stupid. Yeah. Why do I have to download this? Why can't I just play Ugh. the first game? I just thought it was really funny. It was just when I saw the the size of the episode, I was like, "What the heck is this? What did yeah. they add to this game that is three times the size of the game?" <sighs> it's funny. So surprise. Weird. But yeah, it wasn't if, the game. When the next game comes out, if it's on Game Pass, we'll we'll definitely have to. Uh, Go through it. Um, well, you already have it downloaded, so now you're well, just waiting no, for the I, game I took pass. It, I, I took it off. Ah, uh, I see. Also, I don't even think that would work on Game Pass. I think you would have to re-download the whole thing, the, the next thing. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. I would think. That's yeah. whack. All right. Um, that was fun. Thanks, Seth. Yeah. I, uh, you know what? I'm still waiting for a Choose Your Own Adventure uh, Kevin in the Woods story. That, I think it's it's ripe. It's it's got the tropes. It's got the basement with all the different choices. Honestly, by the end of the release of all of these, this is probably what, like, it's going to be as close to a cabin in the woods game, just because of all yeah. of the, the different stories and the different like monsters and stuff that are going to show up. Have you seen that movie, Forrest? No. Oh yeah, we're watching that. All right within the next week that's one of my okay. favorite movies that's fine that's so good <laughs> um all right uh let's see forest what did you play i beat resident evil six. Oh my <laughs> oh no. god dude no. <laughs> um oh no yeah it, literally oh no that's one of the worst games i've ever played still and why did you never mind we i needed to i needed can't to do beat it, it. Because I needed we to beat play, the whole thing. We talked about Far Cry. We, uh, <laughs> this, this exactly. This yeah, is my Far Cry. Yeah, but we talked about Far Cry Five when it was a new game. You're right. You're right. Let Listen. let him get through this. He's he loves Resident Evil. I I enjoy it a lot. He's living. Boy, howdy! Six is one of the worst games I've ever played. Mm. Um, and. There's like four campaigns of this thing, and three of them are like pro like proper. You can play them co-op, and like both players have the same amount of autonomy throughout the missions. Like they both can do the exact same things, like activate switches and whatnot. Um, in the final campaign, though, that is not a thing. You can still play it co-op, but the second player just like just plays as a nameless agent, and like cannot flip switches cannot open doors cannot uh, do anything they are just there to they're, they're the sandbag you yes basically yes and like i just the entire time that I, like that that entire last play session that i had um with my friend i was just thinking like why like 75% of this game had been one way the whole time when it comes to its gameplay design and implementing co-op into it. But the the last 25% is just like almost an afterthought, which I think maybe it was. A lot of this game was an afterthought. It's so bad. And then there's like a post-credit cut scene 
at the end of it all, that was supposed to lead up to what was supposed to be, like, the original plan for Resident Evil 7, which is where you would play as, like, Albert Wesker's son, Jake, who's, like, a worse Nero from Devil May Cry. Um, but, like, and it would take place in, like, the Middle East or something, and that was the final cutscene of the game. And then this game did so bad that, you know, we got the good Resident Evil 7 that we know and love. Yeah. Yeah. The um, one that inspired me to maybe decide to play 8. I genuinely... Maybe day one by. I, w- I genuinely think you should. Or at least, like, pick up the 2 or 3 remake. Hmm. Or uh, I'll let you borrow my copies, whatever. Yeah. Whatever you choose. I don't know if I'm going to go back and play those, to be honest. But ah, They're so... Two, two remake, so good. But I've so. gushed about that before. I don't need yeah. to do that again. Um, so yeah, B Resi Six. Uh, in anticipation for the release of Devil May Cry Five Special Edition for the next gen consoles, I decided I was going to finally beat the one DMC game I have never beat, and that was three. Hmm, my favorite one. Uh, you. This game is stupid difficult. How is yeah. this your favorite? It's, it's so good. It feel, I beat uh, it on like a bunch of the extra modes too. I don't get how. It, it's it's a great game. And like I'm I'm good at the rest of the DMCs. I bought that game day one. I Yeah? Yeah. Nice. I remember buying it day one. Sick. Me and Zach Garofola. Yeah. <laughs> we played through oh yeah. Very nice. Uh I'm having a very hard time playing through this game. Like I'm not bad at DMC. I've played through every single other one and have done like multiple playthroughs. I do pretty well. I'm pretty competent. This game like makes me feel like it just like like I'm a baby at DMC. If this I, was my first one, I would like I think I would be a god right now. <laughs> but this is my last one and it's making me feel like a peasant. I'm, yeah, that's real good. I'm having, like, I'm getting destroyed, like, every, like, thir- third combat encounter. Are you sure you're not playing on, like, a difficult, like, you jack the difficulty up on accident? No, I'm playing on normal. Okay. And I have been given the easy mode option, and I said, <laughs> no, I'm not going to take it. I'm is better there, than this. Is there anything more demoralizing than being given the easy mode option in a game? No. Like, it, and, Seth, does this ever happen to you? Because you're just naturally good at things. It's frustrating. But, like, <laughs> when you're doing bad enough, do you get given the easy mode option? I believe it has happened to me, yes. Okay. Um, I remember one time it happened to me and it happened to me in Mario for something, Ooh. and I got mad. <laughs> I was like, shut, shut up. I just I got sad. This. I can do this. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm playing through the rest of the game on normal out of spite right now because I don't want to lower... My, yeah, you just gotta get used. To, the combos are so important in that. It's and, and, like, and juggling. Yeah, yeah, in, and that's all very important. If you don't like doing that, then you're gonna have a hard time. I like. I feel like I'm having to cheese my way through some fights. No, like, that's just the game. That's just the way the game works. Uh, is like juggling and sort of like that's the way it works. It's 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 a chain heavy game. Yeah, which is why I didn't like. It's why I liked four. Because four was kind of that way. Yeah. Uh, especially they added the the arm to make it easier to chain. Yeah. Um, I think that's why they added the arm. Um, when I'm saying the really arm, good, they like, I, they player. added a demon arm that he could sort of, you know, scorpion get over here to people. Yeah. Um, 
So I think when they refined to what they did in three and they made it that difficult, they're like, well, this is what we still want to do, but well, let's make it a little easier for people yeah. and added the arm. But yeah, game that game is very combo hard. heavy. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, th- and there are some things in it that are like, I'm beating it easier than I thought I would or in like less tries than I thought I would. But then there are like, like boss encounters, I'm I'm beating in like, maybe five or no not five three or four attempts like on average but it'll be regular combat encounters where like i'm locked in a room and it just throws a bunch of enemies at me that i am having to try like 10 times yeah and i don't know why like it's hard (laughs) i beat virgil on like my third serious attempt which was like my fifth attempt total because like my first two attempts i was just like all right let's just let's just see what he does and it was just like figuring out stuff but but just like new like common enemy introduction like encounters i'm stuck it's interesting <laughs> and i don't i don't know why i'm like this um that game is yeah it's it's something else it's great yeah like, don't get me wrong, I'm bad at it, but, like, I'm, I am having a good time. <laughs> That's the pinnacle of Devil May Cry for yeah. me. Yeah. So. That's fair. DMC3. It's a good game, man. It is. I'm glad I, you're playing through it. I It's the only one on my list that I haven't gotten through. And I really want to get... So I want to get through the first playthrough of it just so that I can play through the second mode with Virgil. Because yeah. every special edition version of any DMC game adds in Virgil as a playable character. Um, and 5 is no different. Um, yeah. But I I really want to do a playthrough on 3 with Virgil before I do it on 5, you know? Just to have some, like, some of that experience under my belt yeah. before going into what I feel is the pinnacle of Devil May Cry. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So that's mostly what I did. DMC5 might be the pinnacle if it didn't have those V missions, which are god-awful trash. Um, Can't agree. But, all right. um, I think that's it for what we played. Sorry we went a little long, but I promise you um, the news is not exhaustive this week, so it's (laughs) a heavy front end of the show. Um, But with that, we will be right back after a break. And we're back. Hopefully during the break, you were going on to all social media at Suplex the Sticks on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and liking the show and sharing it with your friends, as well as interacting with us. Uh, you can find those links in the show notes below if you hit the three little dots on whatever podcatcher you're using to listen to us or swiping up on the art uh, when you're listening on your iPhone uh, or other devices. I... I know however you can see the show notes, that's where the social links are. Um, also, like I mentioned at the top of the show, is a link to our Discord where you can talk to us about um, video games, uh, wrestling, sports, whatever you want to uh, talk to us about. There's channels in there for that. So um, come in and hang out with us. 
it's a pretty solid time. I enjoy it. And uh, some good banter happens. So, um, Seth, I need to tell you about... Um, I need to tell you about the dual sense battery life that I've been warned about through Twitter. I don't know if you saw this. Tell me. Um, but apparently the dual sense battery life when running with full haptics and everything in um, Astro's playroom lasts uh, two hours long. That doesn't seem long enough to play a game. Any game. No. Um, <laughs> now, granted, the, 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 I can't remember what reporter it was, so I'm sorry. Um, but I, I think Patrick Klepek retweeted them. So if I could go back, I know at least someone I know. I know it was Patrick Klepek. Um, this is only on Astro's Playroom. Otherwise, the controller lasts 8 to 10 hours, which in my opinion is still not long enough. Yeah. Um consi- uh when it's not using all of the haptics and everything. Uh considering that the Nintendo Switch Pro controller lasts 40 hours basically. Uh I go like a month without recharging that thing. Um so I don't know. I don't know what's going on there, but yeah. I imagine we'll see a reiteration of this controller. Uh, sooner rather than later with yeah. a different battery mm-hmm. um, especially if it stays this low maybe it'll come with a charging cord next yeah, time yeah maybe it'll come with a cord um i'm really bitter about that <laughs> if you're gonna charge me 70 dollars for a controller give me a cord even if it's like a three foot like s- small one well also because there's no removable battery pack yeah like you have no choice but, like, if you want to continue to use the controller, you have to charge it. Yeah. Give the... Give me a con- cord. Yeah, give the consumer the ability to do so. So, whatever. Um, I'll just use my 9-foot USB-C cable that Microsoft gave me for my PS4 con- yep. PS5 controller. Um, so, we talked about the fake vaping in the Xboxes to make people make it look like they're malfunctioning. Um, there is some people that is re- that are reporting that their disc trays are loud, um, but I haven't run into that, so I, I can't. I've seen videos, which is <laughs> there is going to be a failure rate for consoles when they come out. Um, what was the big one for the Switch? I can't remember. There was one. Um, Joy-Con oh. drift. No, well, Joy-Con drift is a but, bad one. But like the console itself, though. Yeah, I can't remember. There was. I feel like it had to do with the charging base, didn't it? Well, that was yeah, that was the third-party docks, that those mm. bricking systems. Yeah, um, yeah. So you know, there's always something. My my PS4, the eject button got jammed a little bit, which apparently was a common thing. So it just never held a disc, um, and I had to re- I had to get Sony to fix it. That so. sucks. There's always something with new consoles, which is the fun world you live in. The um, the classic red rings. Yes. <laughs> Love so, them. Um, so, also, I saw on the Twitterverse today and in the gaming news that, um, and I didn't know this initially, the Halo TV show that Showtime is doing 
had a different actress than the original voice actress and voice like mo- like the model for Cortana. Yes. Um, th- they had a different actress for the show. Yeah. Which common sense would dictate you would just use the one from the game. I, I get the reasoning behind what they were doing with the show, though, because um, the actress that they had for Dr. Halsey, like Do- Dr. Halsey based Cortana after herself. So, like, it would make sense if you cast someone for Halsey that you would get them to do Cortana as well. Because in the games, it's the same, like, it's the same stuff, same voice But I'm not sure too. that's even the case. That So that was the case for the show. Okay. Um, But then, for some reason, that actress was not able to... Because of COVID. Yes, because of COVID. I some reason. Yeah. <laughs> some um, very specific reason that is very common these days. Um, they were not able to do the Cortana stuff. So they are still being cast as Dr. Halsey. But now they have gotten the original voice actress from the video games, Jen Taylor. Yes. To play Cortana in the show. Which is how it should have been. Yeah. I don't know about that. I think it will be sort of bizarre to have this one voice who is the exact same as the games and everyone else be different people. Yeah, I mm. can I can see what you're saying there. Um it's sort of like the reverse effect of the Avengers, the Avengers. game. Yes, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I I get I get where you're going. Um in my uh humble opinion then just get Steve Downs to voice uh, Master Chief in the show. I, is and he even going to be in the show? No. Okay, then uh, say la vie. Like, I I don't understand why you wouldn't use the gaming voices. Yeah. But that's what they chose, so. Uh, back I don't know. Back. I think that you want, unless you are making this show as a canonical extension of the video game world then you want it to like you want it to be its own thing okay um and so you want it to have its own voices in and its own voice actors i'll accept it i understand where you're going with that um so yeah i i'm just glad that there is going to be a little that'll be a nice thing for people that pay attention a lot to the games to yeah. know um Still, who knows when we're going to see this show. They've had a bunch of stuff casted for forever, and um, we haven't seen anything. So Halo has had a tumultuous history when it comes to getting any like, and, uh, film honestly, or TV any media right project now. off the ground. Uh, any media off yeah. the except ground. For that, except for that uh, podcast. Oh, that podcast was so good. Did you listen to that, Seth? Hunt, hunt the Truth. Yeah, in the lead up to five. Yeah. Man, what could have and been... And then it kind of, like, didn't take that... It, did, it didn't take that baton and do anything with it. <laughs> nope. Yeah. No, it dropped it yep. completely. That was a good podcast, I would say though. it did more than dropped it. It spiked it into the ground <laughs> and did <laughs> a taunt. Said, it kicked so it away. Else, yeah. Flossed over its dead body and then jumped. Default yeah. bands. <laughs> yeah. Then it took a nap. Yeah. Man, getting yep. uh, getting getting Keegan Michael Key to be a, do the voice and stuff of a podcast and then completely abandon that storyline is a bold move. Yep. Um, yeah, fun. 
let's see. Forrest, you're excited about this news. Tell us about it. Yeah, so uh, the Mass Effect uh, Legendary Edition got announced for, uh, for a release in spring of 2021. Um, basically what it is is uh, just uh, new-gen ports of the original Mass Effect trilogy with all of its DLC included, um, which is going to be a really fantastic deal uh regardless of if you like the series or not it's just a lot of content (laughs) in one package if you want to spend money on content there's here you go i guess and i listen uh mass effect 2 i would say is one of the it's one of my favorite games of all time i don't think i'd be so bold to say it's one of the greatest games of all time because that is entirely subjective but if I had the jurisdiction to, I would put it in the top five, maybe top ten on a bad day. Um, but yeah, it's gonna. I and I think they are reworking parts of Mass Effect One. Maybe doing. I I saw I saw a rumor about it that maybe they were like trying to port stuff from it over into the Frostbite engine, which I'm sure that'll go well. You know, it'll go swimmingly. Um, but like Mass Effect One is a rough game. Uh, both like mainly in the gameplay department story is great the like the universe is cool but the gameplay just is not good so like i'm kind of hoping that with the re-release and the remastered edition of it that they do some things that make it a little more in line with the later entries in the series um just so it's not as much of a slog to play through you know yeah yeah i I can't speak too much of that because I liked Mass Effect 1, what I played of it, and I did not like Mass Effect 2, the what I played of it. So That's but such then an again, uncommon take. Rare, know, even. It's, you know, Bioware. Yeah. I, I prefer their old stuff to their newer stuff. That's fair. Speaking of their old stuff, uh, this kind of gives me hope that maybe we'll get like a Knights of the Old Republic re-release at some oh, point? Oh, that won't happen. I wish. There's no way. Why? Because uh, <laughs> it's got anything, new canon. I think, yeah, I think they're I think they're really working hard on canon with well, EA. No, they just re-released a bunch of the older ones like Jedi Academy and Knight and Pod Racer and stuff. Yeah, I could see that. But I I don't know. They're, they're, the reason I say is because they've just relaunched this whole expanded universe thing that goes to like sort of towards the old republic uh it's the high republic or whatever so i don't know i think that it's possible but they it'd be real cool it would be real cool yeah um i am really excited that my new xbox series x will be able to play jade empire in the highest quality uh, and I need to go get a disc of that from my local uh, used comic shop, used game store. Actually, speaking of, um, like, Bioware stuff and Mass Effect specifically again, uh, EA Play was added on to Game Pass Ultimate today, or yesterday with the release yeah. of the new console. That has the original Mass Effect trilogy on it. Yeah. Yeah, which I, like, I just remembered, so I'm going to download those when I get home. I'll oh. probably play those soon. There you go. Yeah. Um, you're going to play them before the remaster of yeah. them comes out? I love that series, man. You love... Dude, I... <laughs> okay, like, back in middle school, uh, Mass Effect 2 was, like, my 
like outside of like Call of Duty and Halo and stuff was like my most played game. I would do like I would spend an entire weekend doing a just a quick playthrough of that game and then immediately starting a new one. Like I just would replay that game ad infinitum, you know? Like I I it understand is not that sentiment for me. But like I get it. Like because there's certainly lots of games that I have have played with such affection. But it seems to me that when there are so many other games at your fingertips with Game Pass that, you know, maybe... Maybe I would play maybe, a new maybe, experience. Maybe you could spend that time elsewhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You're you're definitely right on this. I mean, Hollow Knight is on there. That's fair. Like it's Literally one of the five top five best games of all time. Yeah. Gosh. Hollow Knight. <laughs> um, huh. All right, so Seth, you know more about this one than me, um, I think. The yeah, the whole well, I PT did, situation. I, I did post about it. Um, so PT, the infamous playable teaser for Silent Hills, um, the Hideo Kojima Silent Hills that was in Guillermo del Toro, and um, yes, yes, yeah, yeah, we we know we know everything about it. Um, <laughs> it it was a big deal. Um, it became like this sort of, I don't know if collector's item is the right way to phrase it, but there was, like, if you had a PlayStation 4 which had PT on it um, that was playable, you could, like, sell it for much more than the actual console was worth um, because it's not on the not on the store anymore. So when... When uh, people had, like, when g- reviewers were, had got the PS5, um, that you can, basically you can transfer all of your stuff from a PlayStation 4 onto the PlayStation 5. So games and all of your information and everything. And one of the first things a lot of people did that had that still had PT on their consoles was to try and play it on the PS5. And, you know, it worked. It was fine. It was, it was nothing, no issues there. Um... Fast forward to, like, I don't know, this was a few days ago, or it might have been sometime last week, that now, if if you uh, if you have a PlayStation 4 with PT on it, you get a PS5, you, tr- you transfer everything over, you will not be able to play PT. Um, because at some point, in between the time that it was playable, and in between the release of the PlayStation 5, Someone stepped in and was like, hey, we don't want this to be playable anymore. Um, so now if you try to play it, like it'll, a, a box will come out that says this game is not... Uh, like, backwards compatibility does not work with this game. Um, so you can, have it, you can have it installed on your PlayStation 5, but it's, uh, it's just not able to be played. And we know that it works because it worked like a week ago. Um, so, yeah, it, it seems to be that a little, a, a certain company is probably uh, still upset over the way that the whole PT project ended, and they wh- where they couldn't they couldn't stop people before from playing the game if they when they had it on their console, like they could take it off the store, but if it was on the console they couldn't do anything about it. Now they're like, you know what, we're gonna we're finally getting rid of this. Even though everyone loves PT. 
It's really, it's quite a shame. Do you remember me and our mutual friend Josh uh, making you play it? Yeah, it was terrifying. <laughs> we made you play it with all the lights off. We were in the room with you. Ugh. I hate that. Was... You know, I actually have it on my PS4. Really? Um, but uh, as listeners may know, I got the got my PlayStation 4 secondhand from uh, Chris, a uh, friend of the show, former host. Um, and so he, he had it installed on there. But the game is locked to the... the and the game is locked to his PSN account. <laughs> oh my god! So I can't. It's on there, and I haven't uninstalled it. But I have actual no actual way of playing the game. What a tease! Unless you log in as him. Yeah. Well, yeah, and Which I don't know the password. Never happen. Yeah. That's wild. Wild. That sucks. Um, <laughs> but like, I can't. I can't. I can't bring myself to uninstall it. You know. Yeah. yeah exactly. It's a relic. I mean, just having that on your hard drive, like, bumps up the value of your console by, like, at least a couple hundred dollars. No way. Yes. Like, back when PT was first taken off of uh, PSN, like, people were selling their PS4s for, like, a thousand dollars. I'd be curious Same thing with, like, Flappy Bird. Yeah. Or, like, the Scott Pilgrim game, uh you know, before the re-release was announced. I would be curious if that's held up. I'm going to look it up. Yeah. It, it's probably not held up, but back back when the wound was still fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. A quick perusal. P- PT has an 84% liked this video game on Google. Wow. It's not much of a game. I mean, it's there. But it's, it's highly rated. Highly rated. <laughs> So, a quick perusal of uh, eBay. The first PS4 with PT Silent Hills, uh, $400. Uh, next one, PS4 Pro uh, Star Wars Limited Edition with PT, uh, $700 they are asking for. Yeah. Um, Ending soonest, there's one going for 180 and it ends in 30 minutes. Wow, that's not Where? bad. Mm. Not like sure just for a console in general, you you can get two hundred at GameStop right now for your last gen console. Would trade. So in. what you're saying is I should buy this one for one eighty, turn it in at GameStop. There, there you go, make a twenty dollar profit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and still not be able to play PT. Still not be yeah, able, still to, play not be able to play PT. Um, so other. PS5 compatibility stuff. Um, it was revealed that Godfall is a six-month uh, PS5 exclusive. So within six months, you'll be able to play it on your Xbox, seemingly. Um, or any time after that six months. So we'll see what happens. Um, that game is getting interesting reviews. Uh, Until uh, the time in the future when the servers are shut down. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, Would we like to take bets? On when we think that'll be? It'll be up for two years, maybe. Two years? Yeah. Hmm. Three. Possibly. That's very generous. I mean, Battleborn lasted a lot longer than you think it did. I think. I'll trust you on that. Um, so, 
Because Battleborn went, if anything, Godfall would go free to play first. Because that's Fair. what Battleborn did before it died. Also, since Godfall has the delayed release, they right. will at least keep it up for the for the new release on the other consoles. Yeah. Um, other delay, well, delays. Hmm. Uh, Far Cry Six and Rainbow Six Quarantine are delayed deep into next year. Um, you know that's fine, Ubisoft. Uh, also hold your uh, bad employees accountable and you know whatever um ubisoft baby uh you know i wasn't excited to play far cry 6 really um or rainbow six quarantine so this doesn't affect me too much but yeah hopefully you're not too upset out there um let's see phil spencer has played elden ring according to him on twitter According to the man himself, allegedly... He has he is... seen a lot of it, <laughs> and he has played it. Do we believe him? I mean... I it, it doesn't seem like something he would just flat out lie about. Yeah. But also... It's suspect. Yes, because, yeah, like, like, A little part of me believes he just straight up is lying. Because, <laughs> like, cause like, if a bunch of this game is finished and playable that he's played a good chunk of it like why have we not had any well look just because a portion of the game Ugh. is playable does not mean that portion of the game is finished right fair but like as we've seen with cyberpunk as it's delayed multiple times yes throughout. even and... after it's gone gold <laughs> yes um but like i just if if a bunch of this is playable you would think that they would have had at least like maybe an interview or something about it come out within the last two years, you know, like another trailer or something. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's just like another cinematic or conceptual trailer, like we've had nothing since this game was announced. So like this, like this is the first bit of news ever since it was announced pretty much. Well, it's not the first bit like it a couple of weeks like ago. Uh, like there was a, a tweet or something from FromSoft about, like, thanking the fans for all their support, and then they threw in a little bit about Elden Ring right at the end, about yeah. saying to keep looking forward to it. Um, then I, then I guess we are still looking forward. To yes, it. Uh, here we are, maybe waiting with bated breath. Yeah, maybe and this is like ramping up to just like the same way that info. I'm still, I'm still looking forward to deep down. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anything, we might see something at the Game Awards again, uh, which is in December. Oh, gosh. We're, we're, we're gearing up for the Kayleys, baby. I, Dude, I still remember the last Game Awards like it was two weeks ago. Yeah, that's how time works now. Oh, my um, gosh. Interestingly I enough, it. I don't remember anything about the last Game Awards. <laughs> you don't remember the ad that kept coming up that says, The Switch has games. Oh my gosh, that was when they debuted the Fast and Furious game like it was yeah. a humongous deal. Yeah. That's what I remember about the Game Ooh, Awards. Maybe. Not much mm. else. There, that game, oh wait, that game ever come out? Yes. Yeah, it did. It actually got okay reviews. It was a, basically rated as a competent, arcade fun game. Um, Ooh, no, no, no. That was that was where they showed off the Xbox for the first time. Yes. That was a big deal. They showed off the box. Yep. And Hellblade 2. I think we also had a pretty 
big display from Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima. No, they did like a, we're going to show you more later. And they gave you a date for something. You're right. Okay. The Kayleys. Anyways, reminiscing. We're going to, (laughs) well, I'm sure we'll talk about it in a couple of weeks when the next one happens. Yeah. Um, we had a whole summer of Kaylee that was a letdown. So, well, hopefully the Game Awards isn't one. Um, uh, this is a weird one to talk about because Seth doesn't like wrestling games and he doesn't mm-hmm. like wrestling. But he's given me permission to talk about this. All also, right, the I, name of the podcast is... <laughs> saying so, that I gave you permission <laughs> is a stretch. So um, AEW is a wrestling promotion that started recently. Um, or within the last year and they are primarily made up of wrestlers that um, were not featured in WWE and so it's sort of been like this scrappy underdog sort of thing and they are getting a ton of viewers um, and the de- like the ratings are good all this stuff they're getting they've gotten renewed for multiple years and they're going to have a second show soon Um like what they're doing is working, which is making WWE mad. <laughs> um, there's the small amount of backstory leading up to this. So AEW's big thing is that they really like to cater to the fans. Um, WWE, as a wrestling company, um, does this thing where they don't listen to the fans and they think they know better for storylines, and then the fans end up perpetually frustrated that the stories don't go um, in any normal common sense way um and aew is like hey we're we're here to listen to you if you like this guy we're not going to make him a bad guy he'll be a good guy you know what i mean if they'll let things organically happen um so if you'll remember um you can't escape them even if you don't like professional wrestling you are going to see tweets um making fun of wrestling video games over the past like three or four years of glitches and how horrifying they can be um, Seth has seen them. Um, if you're on Twitter, you're going to see someone retweeting them. Um, they're quite hilarious. Oh, yeah. they are. They're, they are hilarious. Dunkey has a pretty funny yeah. video on the recent one uh, Multiple. Like last year. Um, just people floating out of the ring, people becoming one with the ropes and then being <laughs> slung shot everywhere. Um, bodies stretching out, body stretching all around the arena. It makes no sense. Um, So all of this started happening uh, when 2K completely took over the wrestling game, the WWE wrestling game. Um, It used to be that this company called Ukes um, made it for WWE. And then WWE, in an effort to make a more realistic NBA 2K-esque-like game, they partnered with 2K to make a WWE game. And that eventually pushed Ukes out and they left, they got rid of Ukes. That's when things really went awry for the wrestling games. Um, That's when you really started seeing all of the glitchy videos. So AEW announced this past week um, to much fanfare. It was actually like, I'm a part of a couple wrestling group chats where we were just like, oh man, they did it. Um, They announced a wrestling video game and it, it looked okay. Like, it, it's not, like, the best-looking thing. No. Um, but most wrestling games aren't, and some sports games aren't. Um, but, like, 
at the end of it, it's you see the developed by Uke's logo, and it's like, oh man, this may not look the best, but it's going to play good. And then, um, I wish I had the name of the, the developer, the creative lead, um, but they got one of the main creative leads behind um, WWF... Um, no, I can't remember the name of it now. Uh, my brain just blanked. <laughs> we were talking about it um, earlier before the show. Right. Um, WWF No Mercy. Yeah. Um, so they, that's the, there's two wrestling games that anyone, like even people that don't like wrestling have played. It was WCW NWO Revenge and WWF No Mercy on the Nintendo 64. And those games were super fun. They're super arcadey. Uh, you get to do all the moves for somehow wrestling game technology peaked in the N64 era. And I don't <laughs> understand why, uh, but it did. Attitude era, baby. <laughs> and so um, now AEW partner is partnering with these people that got kind of shafted by WWE um, so that they could make their realistic sports sim that has turned out horribly. And so now AEW has swooped in and got the people that make the wrestling games that people have liked, and they're going for it. And it's really exciting. Um, it's really cool. And it's a neat little bit of trivia because it's like, it's, I'm trying to equate it to another sports Seth, but like, it's like if the NFL dropped EA and then Arena Football decided, you know what I mean? Like, just someone like okay let's get something that the we know the fans like and let's make it for them so small bit of history uh, but they announced it it's they announced an early alpha build and they're working on it um and they said it's coming to next gen and current gen so we'll see if that ends up staying true because uh who knows when it's coming out or how long it'll take to make but by then the current gen might just be something that no one pays attention to yeah um yeah so it's interesting and exciting they announced some mobile games but no one cares about mobile games um (laughs) so uh but the only thing that i have to add to that is that the way you described the wwe's relationship with the fans it reminded me a lot about the Jacksonville Jaguars relationships <laughs> to their fans, hmm. which is which is run by funny the same person because as... AEW's commissioner is Tony Khan, who is the son of the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes, um, R.I.P. Yeah, it's a lot easier to write a um, write a scripted wrestling show that can appease fans than get football talent i imagine well look, and get them to perform i will with a i'll good admit coach. that that's probably technically true <laughs> but when you don't attempt to do the latter <laughs> at all yeah. <laughs> uh joe is gonna really love these bands so that's good uh <laughs> that's gonna be fun discord material but um yeah so it's I'm really sorry, Seth, that the cons, um, the cons giveth and the cons are, taketh, are <laughs> focusing more on 
Tony really seems like he cares about the soccer and he cares about the wrestling, and it seems like he's just ignoring the. Look, I, I'm it's it's I'm glad for him that AEW is doing great. Uh, he's also the general manager of like a soccer team, and they are also terrible. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Stick to stick to fake sports. Uh, yes, yeah. Tony. <laughs> uh, you know it's a fake sport, but you can still get hurt doing it. Yeah, uh, but it's fun. I love my storylines. It's great. Good stuff. Um, man, I'm excited that Ukes is getting another shot. I honestly, I, I had never, I didn't do a cursory Google. I haven't seen if they've done anything since the wrestling games. Um, like that's, they're a relatively small studio. Um, let's see. Yeah, they've, they're basically only known for doing the WWE games, um, which is crazy. So they also did ooh, ooh they also did um the Pacific Rim game and mm. the UFC undisputed games before it went to EA. Uh they also made a real steel game set. <laughs> Interesting. So All right. Cool. Well, with that, I think that's it for the show. Uh, did you guys have any other news that mattered to you? Or I have one final note that before we end the show. Okay. Today, uh, what's the date? Date the that we 11th? are. Yes, they were yeah. recording November eleventh. Eleven Nin- eleven. Nineteen years At ago. Eleven eleven. Today. Right now. On the yes. Game Boy Advance. Yes, I saw this. Golden Sun was released. Ah, the nice. perfect game. Forever changing my life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so I just wanted to shout out my favorite game of all time, Golden nice. Sun. Happy birthday, Golden Sun. Happy birthday. Uh, I'd like to give a happy late birthday to Halo 2 then. No. Oh my okay. God. That's late Golden Sundays. It's Get Golden Sunday. Okay. Halo 2 is not even good. Halo 3 is the Ooh, good one. I mean, so Halo 3 is better in yeah, my opinion, there but you go. 2 is still good. Hmm. Cliffhanger. It's bad. This cliffhanger makes something bad? I don't want to get into this. Golden Sunday. It's Golden Sunday. Actually, it's Wednesday right now. Oh, my God. All right. Please end this. All right. So with that, we appreciate you listening to us be stupid. Um, Tell your (laughs) friends about the show and interact with us on Discord. And we will talk at you later. Bye. Goodbye. See you. Was. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Damn. Oh my god. All right. <laughs> wow. It's getting bringing, spicy. I'm bringing that, that hot fire. <laughs> Boy, howdy. All right. Hi. Yet. Oh god. <laughs> 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 Wee, oh, baby. God. Uh, this is great. <laughs> That hurt. I was really. I, I'm glad that I <laughs> cut that right at the right time. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> are, Keep that are in. You, are you good now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>